Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello! Hi! Hi. Welcome, everyone. Sit for a spell podcast. I'm James. I'm Jess. And welcome, uh, today, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we're continuing on. Did our you God hear that? That was my stomach. I did not. Oh, my stomach made a weird, weird noise right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Goddess Journey. The yeah. journey of the goddess. Our next no, little... that's not what we're talking about. We're literally just talking about goddesses, but yeah, oh, it should be the last one was fantastic. I had fun. Yeah, yeah. This one we're talking about the goddess. Now, there's three different ways that people say this. Okay, here we go. So Hecate. Which is how I'm going to pronounce it, right or wrong. Okay. That's your prerogative. Um, Ekate, which is apparently the Greek pronunciation. Mm -hmm. I'm sure with a much better accent and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we discovered that in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mm -hmm. they say Hecate, Mm -hmm. which sounds nicer than Hecate. Yeah, that's how I (laughs) thought it was pronounced, but... Only because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and that's probably where I was getting it from, too. Mm-hmm. I was saying Hecate for a while, but that's not mm-hmm. even how it's spelled. <laughs> There's, uh, okay, Tate. But yeah, in the Google pronunciations, YouTube pronunciations, the common thread seems to be the Shakespearean Hecate. Okay, okay. Hecate. I'm sure each person thinks that they're correct. So you just do you. You do you. I will. (laughs) 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 But however you say it, we're just going to jump into today's episode because I put a lot. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to get. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. So there's a lot to learn, and your time is valuable. We're gonna cut the chit chat and get right to it. Right to it. Yeah, we respect so, your time. We do. Yeah. So, with that in mind, my sources are Wikipedia, LearnReligions.com, Ancient EU, Sacred okay. Wicca, and KeepingHerKeys.com. Oh, she likes keys. Oh, okay. We'll get to it. Okay, okay, cool. So, like I said, I'm going to pronounce it Hecate. There's two spellings, H-E-C-A-T-E or H-E-K-A-T-E. Just Mm -hmm. depends on where in the world you are getting your information. Mm -hmm. But here in America, it's spelled with a C, apparently. So, uh, Hecate is actually a Greek goddess from the Greek mythology pantheon. Um, she's capable of both good and evil, as Mm -hmm. should any goddess be. Mm -hmm. Uh, she has been very much so in quote unquote modern times, modern being like 
a thousand years, <laughs> <to> like <laughs> modern time, kind of being associated with witchcraft. Okay. And the goddess of witchcraft, magic, the moon, doorways, creatures of the night, oh. including hellhounds and ghosts. She's often depicted carrying a torch to remind of her connection with the night and in sculptures with three faces representing her role as a guardian of crossroads. Oh. Yes. So with the doorways and with the crossroads, um, she's also often depicted with keys. Mm, okay. Grab the keys. And if you ever Google her, do research, you'll she's often called like keeper of the keys or keeper of the mm-hmm. crossroads or something like that. As you're speaking, I'm realizing I know nothing about this goddess. Excellent. At all. I have a lot of information here. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. So that will not be the case at the end. Okay. So she is sometimes seen as a protector um, for those who might be vulnerable, like warriors or hunters, herdsmen, uh, shepherds, and children. So a little bit similar to last week's Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so even though she's seen as a protector, she's not nurturing. She's not a motherly person. Okay. She's just like, don't mess with people who are weaker than you. Okay. Right. She's just kind yeah. of like she's not like bullies, but she's right. not gonna baby you at the same time. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She will absolutely exact vengeance. Um and way back in the day, as was common with ancient Greek practice, um, sacrifices were very common in her honor. Mm, okay. Uh this ranged from just regular food to eggs. Um, and then, so I am going to real quick, cause this one threw me for a loop. So, um, trigger warning oh, right okay. now. Okay. Good. Um, if you don't want to listen to this episode for the next 15 minutes <laughs> or so, mm. um, there is mention of dog death and sacrifice. Mm, so okay. Give you a second. To make You're talking about dog dead dogs for 15 minutes? No, but like <laughs> off and on. Like okay. Information. <laughs> I was like, wait, so, what if I don't want to listen for 15 minutes? <laughs> That's You're fine. You're stuck yeah, here. Stuck. And I had to read it and was very surprised. Um, okay. Because it's very contradictory. So sacrifices were made to her, like I said. And the three most popular things were cake, eggs, and dog meat. But then it gets a little contradictory because she's associated with dogs as, like, symbol as well. So I think it kind of melded together over the years. Um, She, in the past, was often invoked with those sacrifices or um, people going to her temples for baneful magic, for, like, retributional Mm -hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly punishments or misdeeds. And so this was, I guess, today's modern, like, hexes or curses. Right. Like that. right. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so her family uh, in this pantheon, Greek pantheon, she's the daughter of Perseus and Asteria, uh, making her the 
granddaughter of the Titans Phoebe and Chiasis. Mm-hmm. And um, now remember, a lot of the Greek names change to Roman names, mm-hmm. um, but these are the, the Greek ones. And um, there's different stories that say that her mother is Leto, and then even other stories that say she's actually the daughter of Zeus and Demeter. So oh, okay. a lot going on here. Um, but she is very much so associated with Demeter um, and even assimilated into some of her cults. Because if you go back into Greek, um, ancient Greek time, there were different like cult groups per mm-hmm. different god. They right, got right. real into it. Yeah. A they, lot. They loved it. Loved it. <laughs> so um around the fifth century bce so before christ the goddess is associated with uh, still more the darker side of the human experience death witchcraft um dreams creatures that roam in the darkness different things like that like i said before so the oxford classical dictionary Mm. states fancy Outlandish in her infernal aspects, she is more at home on the fringes and in the center of Greek polytheism. Intrinsically ambivalent and polymorphous, she straddles conventional boundaries and eludes definition. Mm. Sounds like my kind of lady. Right? Mm-hmm. I like that. It's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just fancy talk she's just for... a mystery. Yeah, she's like... She's mysterious She's like, and dark yeah. and like, mm, I'm going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I, won't. Oh, maybe I won't. Or maybe I won't. There is a um, book and or poem. I'm not okay. well versed in Greek literature um, called the Hesoid or Hesod that um, has a lot of her information in it. And this is where people get a lot of her lore, a lot of her myth. Um, And there's this quote um, specifically from the portion called Thigani, I believe. Mm -hmm. Could be saying that wrong. Right. Zeus, Kronos' son, honored Hecate above all others. He gave her splendid gifts to have a share of the earth and and the barren sea. And from the starry sky as well, she hath a share of honor and is honored most of all by the immortal gods. For even now, whenever any human on earth seeks propitiation by performing fine sacrifices according to custom, he invokes Hecate. And much honor very easily stays with that man who who prayers the goddess accepts with gladness and she bestows happiness upon him. Mm. Okay. So basically, she likes sacrifices. Right. Okay. Yeah. Give her gifts. I think that's what it's trying to yeah. say here. But yeah, she really does like sacrifices. So, um, and that she's, she's the favorite daughter of Zeus? Favorite daughter of Zeus, or does Zeus just likes her a okay. lot, depending on what part of the mythology you look at? Zeus liked everybody. Okay. He liked uh-huh. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he liked everybody yeah. and she was a particular <laughs> favorite yeah so the Hesed goes on to say um, like I said before but 
the book supports that she was in favor of warriors, athletes, hunters, horsemen, fishermen, children. Her companions were furries or Aranes. The winged creature who punished wrongdoing and her children are the Emphasy female demons partial to seducing travelers. What mm-hmm. is that called? Like a siren? No, the other ones. Incubus? Succubus. Succubus. Yeah. Incubuses mm. are like the male version. So she's really very much associated with dark and baneful things. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very She holds a grudge. She does. And when I first was reading about these um, creatures, winged creatures, I kind of picture her as like the Wicked Witch from the West. Yeah. It's like yeah. monkey. With the monkeys. Which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I you wouldn't want to come across those on no. your travels. No. So she has winged creatures who punish wrongdoers, and she has female demon children who seduce travelers. So I hmm. mean, you're not really gonna want to get on her bad side. Mm-mm. For sure. Mm-mm. But at the same time, she like She's not just doing things out of like, I don't know, because she wants to. You know, yeah, because she wants to. Like her winged creatures punish people who do bad things, and she like likes sacrifices from people who want vengeance. So she's she's just gonna get it done. She's gonna get the job done. Like Buffy, she's a vengeance demon. There you go. (laughs) She Um, likes vengeance. She does. So, some rituals performed in her honor way back when included the offerings of food given at crossroads, road junctions, and any other sort of, like, boundary or threshold. And these are known as the Supper of Hectate. And um, these took the form of small cakes, eggs, cheese, bread, like I said, dog meat. Usually many torches were set up, um, dishes of red meat, usually... Um, so this is kind of like the sad part. So, if you don't, like, yeah, you said dog yeah. meat. <laughs> so, during these rituals, um, or at her temples, they would sacrifice dogs, especially puppies. Mm. Why puppies? Sad. I don't know because they're innocent, say, I guess. Maybe poor puppies. Maybe it's like the equivalent of sacrificing a virgin. I'd rather sacrifice a virgin though. Or like a baby. Um, so the dog connection may be the fact that dogs were known to eat the dead if left unburied. Mm-hmm. Like, so say dies, like the dogs are going to yeah. come along, you know? Dogs um, will do that. So we'll and they also them. howl the moon. So she's very much associated with the moon. She's associated mm-hmm. with death. So the dogs are kind of like interconnected there. Okay, okay. Okay, so another... Um, dog connection or canine connection would be with the Egyptian god Anubis who guided mm. souls to the underworld and we know um, that he had the head of a, a dog um, and then the uh, Greek three-headed hound of Hades the Cerberus may also be um, an earlier form of um, Hecate as well actually mm. or like something, either a symbol of her or an actual like portrayal of her which is right, kind of right. cool so all of these offerings um, to the goddess were made each month during the night of a new moon, 
um, and the offerings to the goddess were made um, especially appealed by sorceresses to aid their magic and spells um, and appears on surviving examples of cursed tablets. So, like, I think I've talked before about these tablets that we found, mm-hmm. like clay tablets that have had um, spells and curses and things on them. So right. these sacrifices and offerings specifically to Hecate have been found on some of those tablets. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so cool. That's pretty cool. Now, this is really interesting because I'm wondering if this is where, like, Catholicism modern day religion gets the idea of demons at the crossroads oh because she does have demon children she is associated with death Mm -hmm. the night the moon um sacrifices were done to her at crossroads so i'm wondering if that's kind of where we get that like yeah imagery that makes sense it does that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. yeah i like that theory yeah Demon that reminds All me right. of supernatural. No more talking about sad doggy things. There's only nice dog things coming up. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, now all of this, we are still in the realm of old. Okay, we're still mm-hmm. in the realm of ancient. I haven't gotten to modern yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so still in ancient Greece, it was a common practice to place images of Hecate at city gates or in the doorways of private homes. Mm-hmm. Because she could ward off evil spirits. Um, and there was this second century Greek traveler um, who had a cult dedicated to the goddess where okay. it was thought that those suffering mental illness could go to be cured. Uh-huh. Um, and there were these other kind of like really prominent Greek um educators politicians what have you the word had a different meaning back then um who also worshiped the goddess uh around the sixth century bce very specifically um with altars continuing those sacrifices mm-hmm. um there is because of this sixth century um altar and sacrifice there is actual archaeological evidence of her worship which was oh. found which is really cool that is cool. And the worship of Hecate continued into the Hellenistic period as well as the Roman period um, with a lot of archaeological finds like votives and imagery, temple things um, being found to the goddess in Greece. Very interesting. Super cool. So she, I mean, and it makes sense that she would be one to linger, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. because people are vengeful yeah. and people... That's- Always have a use for her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in artwork, she appears, um, I think, for the first time around the 5th century BCE and then, like, onward. And she's generally a minor figure before then, but after the 5th century BCE, before Christ, she becomes more prominent. Um, she's featured in stories of Demeter, like I said before. She's also... Um, she's also sometimes Persephone's handmaid mm, and in stories okay. with Artemis as well. Like they're like friends. Okay. So she's in like pottery and like different artwork in ancient Greece. Um, she's portrayed as a young woman 
And she generally always has either a torch or a key or both, again, because she's associated with the night and she's associated with doorways and crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this very specific 5th century vase um, that depicts kind of some of these sacrifices that we talked about before, as mm-hmm. well as um, a bunch of cake. She I likes cake. She likes cake. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Um, in sculpture, kind of gets things muddled, okay, in the okay. Wicca community. Okay. I'm going to mix some modern and some old. There's a sculpture of her that was done around the Hellenistic period, which has the goddess with three bodies and three heads, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, she also has some where she's portrayed with a single body, but three heads, or three mm. bodies and one head. Generally, there's like moonbeams and other like of her symbolism, right? Right. Now, this is where it gets weird. And people have taken that triple woman imagery and associated it with the triple goddess. Mm. Okay. The maiden, the mother, and the crone. Mm-hmm. They are not connected in any way, shape, or form. They are two totally different things. Okay. Mm. The mm-hmm. triple goddess is generally of Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald Gardner, Wicca guy, mm-hmm. made and said the connection. There's right. No, there's no proof. He just wrote he just it took down it. one day. Yeah. Just like it's, a white man. Goddamn white guys, man. Um, <laughs> it, so the theory here is that they were trying to make... 3D artwork. Mm. Like maybe her moving or just showing kind of like with the head specifically, just being like different symbols of her nature. Or yeah. Whatnot. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with the triple goddess, even though you will find Hecate associated with the triple goddess in modern Wicca practice and literature. But I'm just here right. to tell you that they were just trying to get fancy. Setting the record straight. Yeah. So these heads that we speak of have been dog, lion, horse, snake, which is really cool. The um, There's a 2nd century BCE altar to Zeus that has a three-headed Hecate attacking a snake-like giant helped by a dog, which is really mm. cool. Okay. Um, and then still, like I said before, super common practice to put images or carve images or have statuary of this goddess at city gates entrances. What hell right, right. you? Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. So, I mean, she's really cool. Yeah. She's freaking sweet, man. That is really cool. Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, vengeance, sacrifices, baneful magic. Um, she is associated as a goddess with witchcraft, um, with the moon, dark mm-hmm. creatures. I'm sure she would be all up in bats yeah. if Greece had a lot of bat imagery, which they really <laughs> didn't. So I'm just going to make that own personal connection there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she, was, bats. she was a she tough like lady. lady. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I mean... Okay. We all have that side to us, whether mm-hmm. you admit it or not, love mm-hmm. and light or not. Yeah. We all have thoughts and maybe sometimes even take actions. 
Toward vengeance. Why wouldn't and you? So, nature. I don't think I talk about it later, but when you're using your practice, if you're someone who is open to curses or hexes or what have you, she might be a real good deity to have on your side. Yeah. Seems Just right up her alley. Cake up on there and call it a day. Yeah, I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so before we start making modern Wicca and pagan practice connections, let's take a break. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. Welcome back. We're back. In modern Wicca and or pagan practice, Hecate is a common deity to um, deitize to? <laughs> What's the word? Not pray. Well, pray, worship, worship um, work with. Call upon call upon yes all those work so let's talk about some things so some things sacred to hecate that you might want to use in your practice imagery um artworks um wands anything all this stuff so all wild animals generally however the dog being number one a horse Bear, snake, and lion um, are very closely associated to her, especially in artwork. Mm. Um, Creatures of darkness and of earth that are um, also sacred to her, though, outside of that. Ravens, makes sense. Um, Owls, Mm -hmm. crows, 
against snakes and dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Dragons. Um, for her. some reason, the frog is very <laughs> significant to her. But it makes sense because it is frogs generally are nocturnal. Um, True. And uh, which I don't know, but it didn't really say anything else. Just frogs <laughs> and also frogs <laughs> and frogs <laughs> we'll just throw those in because no one yeah. else has them yeah makes sense though uh, frogs are cute um you cypress hazel black poplar and willow are also sacred to hecate so if you're going to make a wand or use any of those woods in your practice that is a good idea um, you has really been associated with the underworld for a long time, so that mm -hmm. also makes sense. The yew tree is kind of like a resurrection tree, kind of. Mm. Like the central trunk might die, but a new tree will grow out of that oftentimes, mm. which is kind of okay. cool. So it's really often found in graveyards as a symbol of eternal life because that will happen. Um, it's also really strongly associated with death and rebirth. Um, okay. You can prepare a poison from its seeds, which has been used in ancient arrows. Uh, yew wood is also commonly used to make bows and daggers. Um, and there's a potion that is associated with Hecate, the slips of yew. And that's where you use yew berries um, to make because the the seeds inside are very poisonous. So that's also been associated with her. Um, and it can bring on visions, which we now know are hallucinations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you're being poisoned. Yes. <laughs> or both. Who knows? Yeah. So just um, be careful with that because I had no idea. The yew tree. The yew oh. tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about these again when we get to like the shrine altar, but there's a lot of herbs and plants that are associated with her, including garlic, almonds, lavender, myrrh, mugwort, cardamom, mint, dandelion, hellebore, um, lesser calendine. Apparently there's a better calendine. Um, <laughs> lots of poisons and hallucinogens are linked to her, including belladonna, hemlock, mandrake um asinite which ancient in ancient times was actually known as hecates um mm. and opium poppy oh so she likes awesome. to have a good time a lot of hallucinogenics <laughs> in there yeah again makes sense because way back when when you think of Greek temples and you think of things that were happening, they would take hallucinogens to talk to spirit, to talk to the gods, to make those connections. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Definitely. Um, dandelion tea is associated with her to call spirits and enhance psychic ability. Um, the thing with the snakes is that they were creatures commonly associated with the dead, and it was believed that the dead could appear as snakes in ancient Greek culture. So several images of Hecate show her holding snakes, because, again, she's connected with the otherworld, underworld death. So pretty cool. The cool. dog um, 
is very commonly associated to her for her, like we talked about, for many reasons. Um, she's actually sometimes addressed as the black she-dog. The sound of barking dogs is the first sign of her approach in Greek and Roman literature. Mm, okay. So that's cool. That is cool. I'm going to be known as the person who comes along with barking dogs. Huh. Like, oh, here she comes. I know. Uh, <laughs> here's a quote. Um, the earth began to bellow. Trees to dance and howling dogs in glimmering light advance ere Hecate came. That's from oh. Virgil. Very cool. Very cool. Um, a dude, I'm assuming it's a dude named Ovid, writes that Hecate could be conjured from the darkness with long howls. And there's evidence of an old belief that the souls of the unburied dead could appear as dogs. Mm. Like in symbolism of her. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. It's also uh, the dog is also known as a guardian, you know? Like right. we associate dogs with guardians. And she's associated as a guardian. Um, yeah. especially with like the shepherds and kids and like warriors. Oftentimes warriors would have packs of dogs. There's always like a dog around a kid. So it's yeah. a really cool Protectors. association. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs protect their flock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that there are some holiday associations. You had associated Morgan to Samhain. And so here, um, Samhain is also significant to Hecate. Um, and there's like festival days celebrated in her honor, um, just mm. because, again, Samhain is really the um, super thin barrier between the underworld right. or spirit. And so, again, it makes sense. Um, August 13th is a time to ask for her blessing in the coming harvest. Um, and because if you don't honor her in her tradition, she has the power to destroy your crops. So bring, yeah, she break will, out she's vengeful. <laughs> and yeah. And then plus you get to have cake too. She doesn't need a whole cake. Exactly. There is... A full um, celebration. So if you are one to um, have a, a shrine to her or use her as one of your deities, then you would know about this. If, if But if she is interesting to you, then um, this is kind of like her night. Okay. Yeah. November 16th. It's my brother's Write birthday. Easy to remember. There you go. This is the beginning of the night of Hecate. And um, if you only honor her once a year, this is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So in ancient Greece, there would have been sacrifices of food and animals. But during this time, generally it's offerings mm -hmm. um, in current practice, right? So you're going to put out offerings to her, uh, traditionally food. So if you're going to have a full dinner, um, associated with her you're going to eat it outside under the dark moon hopefully have it at a crossroads if you have one available to you where you can actually like eat dinner mm. and um you're going to have a plate reserved for her at your table Very after cool. the meal is done you're going to keep her plate at the crossroads and once the offering is given you're going to leave and do not look back don't, don't do back. it so remember whatever is given, huh? I always think, like, you know, there's there's certain things that are like 
certain superstitions or whatever where like don't look back whenever you're doing certain things or whatever those mm-hmm. are like the scariest things to me they're the scariest like don't look back why not why don't you look back what's there yeah what, what is see? behind me right Ugh. now <laughs> <laughs> it's true though yeah what Ooh. are we so scared of but i won't i don't look back anyway i don't, yeah, I don't, don't need do to know it. don't do it um just remember that whatever is given to her is hers now and you cannot reclaim it so don't use your best china mm. you know because it's gonna stay there he's a biodegradable um, paper plate there you go mm-hmm. um it's her option to decide who and or what consumes the offering so um someone in need might come up upon it feral animals might come up upon it and that's how she accepts the offering i like that Mm -hmm. that's very cool some traditional foods that you can include are eggs fish roe remember grease is on the water oh right um goat and sheep cheese again Mm. very very prevalent in greece um sprats don't know what that is red mullet think it's a fish garlic mushrooms and honey cake Mm. um you could also do like salmon other things with honey edible flowers all those things okay let's say also um this is a really good night to like if you're in a coven who honors her or just an individual practitioner, this would be the night, November 16th, when you would um, initiate into her practice. Like initiate yourself or your coven might Mm. initiate you um, in if they're one that's solely kind of like her jam. Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. So there's some other really quick dates. Um, November 30th, is a day of Hecate at the crossroads. Um, January 31st, today, that's today, um, is the night where Hecate hands her torch to Bridget. So remember, mm. tomorrow, today is January 31st. Um, tomorrow is February 1st, the start of Imbolc. Imbolc mm. celebrates Bridget. And so um, they're like handing the torch, kind of like a right. who is in charge i guess um and this is interesting because hecate is greek but bridget is celtic so interesting um and this kind of like symbolizes the parallel of the masculine holly king and oak king right and the fight that they have but Uh perhaps not a fight but like just one is more dark and one is more light uh-huh. Um, Hecate is definitely of the dark and Bridget is definitely of the light. So okay. kind of just passing that off, which I thought was really cool. That is um, super cool. And some suggest that Hecate and Bridget are actually sisters. Oh. Which okay. sisters from a different mister. Different parts of the world. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> depends on what you like. Us ladies, we know how to work together. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. No Especially the goddesses, and we knew Zeus liked people, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. <laughs> he got you around. Maybe he made his way to that. Ireland. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. Um, again, 
Uh, a lot of her worship is done at the new moon. Um, and so, like, if she is one of your deities, uh, clean your house, put some offerings out to her, have a specific dinner for her on the new moon. <laughs> there's this little note here. Um, there's two notes, but I'm not going to talk about the Christians because let's not do that today. But um, <laughs> there's this other note that made me laugh that Hecate particularly appreciates honey and magic mushrooms. Hey. So if you got them, use them on the new moon or on the night, November 16th. Take a bath in honey while yeah. you're on magic mushrooms. But make sure someone's watching you so you don't drown. Yeah. <laughs> Always have a sober friend. Always have a backup plan. Yeah. Okay, so modern day practices. What can you do? Um, adopt a dog. Visit a shelter. Donate things to a shelter. She'll like that. She likes her dogs. Mm -hmm. um, take care of deserted or neglected places, especially crossroads. Um, okay. So, or if there's like arches around you <laughs> that have been like abandoned or, you know, runes or yeah. something, like go take yeah. care of them, pick up the trash, clean up okay. her areas, please. This one. Um, please just make sure someone knows where you are. Have your find me on mm. your phone on, mm -hmm. but walk along a dark road at night, go to a crossroads at night. Um, but it says go alone, mm. offer prayers to Hecate to see if, um, she'll make her presence known to you. Okay. Yeah. Make sure it's a safe. Maybe do it with a friend anyway. Place. Maybe you guys yep. just walk like on, you know, like opposite sides of the road. Yeah. So you're alone, but you're together. Yes. Alone, but together. <laughs> Just like we are right now. Right now. So sad. <laughs> uh, so one last thing is if you want to make a shrine to her. Yeah. Here's what you do. Um, do so some things that she likes. Images of herself. Because who doesn't? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You can't make a shrine um, without images. No. Uh, keys. The keys are symbolic of her mm. ability to open doors for us, uh, psychic-wise, otherworldly, to the spirits, to vengeance, what have you. Mm. This can be simple as like a house key to an intricate key. Depends on right. your preference. Um uh, other kind of like um, she really likes it if you make things associated with her um, but if you're not particularly crafty like that's fine you know but like if yeah. you want to make like a vined cute little arch or something that you could like yeah. prop up right there or if you want to make or paint your own keys or your own imagery yeah. she, she likes that stuff she likes what about she like really... a collage. Can you make a collage? Oh yeah. Like it's not like you don't need to be super crafty. I'm sure she would love it. Yeah. She just likes it when you when you put in the effort. Yeah. Cuz if you want if you're not super crafty, you could just take pictures or print pictures. Exactly. Make a collage. So you're yes. putting your time and mm -hmm. intentions into it without having to be like an artist. Exactly. Yes. Um, so once you have maybe something handmade or at least 
you tried or if not she knows she got yeah. she knows um imagery keys things like that you're gonna want offerings so mm-hmm. i've said a lot of these before but garlic saffron oak leaves her favorite foods like the cakes the eggs things mm-hmm. like that honey cakes mm-hmm. mushrooms um apparently she's also associated with wild roses so generally the flower would be a rose um things that represent the new moon uh dog symbolism snakes um the horse the bear but mostly it's the the dog the the snake Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if you have like a little dog statue or a little dog picture be super cute picture your dog on there oh i bet you would love that Some colors associated with her. So your altar, your shrine cloth, your candles, um, associated crystals would be black, red, and white. She also is often associated with the saffrony yellow color Mm. or green for oak. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then plants, any of the plants I had said above, um, very particularly garlic. She likes garlic. That's that's Greek. That's a Greek thing yeah. for sure. Um, Love garlic. And then so apparently much. a lot of people put belladonna, um, but just be careful with it. Um, oak leaves, rose, um, and any other poisonous plants. Yeah. But be careful. Be, just be careful. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Wow. There's a lot, but that's all. That's good. That's a lot. I mean, it is a lot, but it's interesting. I had no, I had no clue whatsoever. She is a trip, man. She's. I like her a lot. Yeah. She's interesting. She's dark and vengeful, but she will protect what she values or who she values. I like that. So, And it seems like she really likes hard workers Mm-hmm. People who work with their hands, a um, little guy. people who are loyal, and the innocent, like yeah. children. So it's nice. That is very cool. She's a very interesting lady. I um, really like how dogs are associated with her, not in the ancient time association, but the modern <laughs> time association. But I think it yeah. was both, like live and non-living, like in ancient and in modern yeah. Well, they loved their the like back in the day. They loved their a sacrifice. They loved sacrificing things. They sacrificed everything, everything, and everything. everyone. So everything and everyone. With the times changing, it makes sense that she wants you more to take care of dogs instead exactly. of exactly sacrificing mm-hmm. them to her. Yes, it it goes along with like the 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 culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. And like taking care of dogs or animals or visiting a shelter, donating to a shelter is is great anyway, whether or not mm-hmm. you um, honor this deity or not. Yeah. They always need help. Mm-hmm. We got our Jack from a the Sequoia Humane Society. In, so cute. In, uh, it was either Eureka or Arcata, California. Arcata, I think. All of my animals are strays. They were found in... Wait, let me see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all so. strays. I've never... 
not that it's something to boast about and if you want to buy your dog you buy your dog but i've um never purchased an animal from like a breeder or a store i mean i had to purchase jack but it's mostly like paying them back for like the services that they provided you yeah, know yeah um but yeah i don't think i have either maybe like well i bought a lizard once Oh, well, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've purchased a fish. I really right, like to right. a fish. I'm not going to go, like, catch a fish <laughs> and just put it in a tank. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Same. I love feed a fish. I think I mostly, uh, most of my animals have been strays or yeah. I think one dog that we did purchase, but it was from a friend, not from a breeder. Mm. But... And she lived to be 16 years old. Nice. My husband attributes our ownership of Max, my my dog child, my first yeah. child, yes. um, to Kobe Bryant. Because <laughs> okay. him and a friend were getting ready to watch like one of the like um I don't know, sports. What's it called when basketball is down to the final two? Basketball. Championship. Sure. Okay. Then the Lakers were playing. <laughs> it was like 12 years mm -hmm. ago. Isn't and that what it's called? Like, a championship? I don't know. Playoffs? Play Not the playoffs because it's the final two. Like the Super Bowl of basketball. I would call it a championship. Okay. I don't know if it has a different name. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they were going to watch that. And... Um, they went into like CVS or Walgreens or something. And my dog Max was in the bush. And so like they Aww. bought a string cheese along with their beer and they like <sighs> coaxed her out. And then my mother-in-law is a dog groomer at a, at a vet. And so they took her to her and then no one was looking for her. So I took her home and hmm. had her oh my she's God. an expensive breed. She's a, um, a Brussels Griffin. Um, right and she was she like a puppy she, or was she she was older? three months they estimated three months <gasps> she was little she was little <laughs> poor yeah. thing i know hopefully she nobody like left her there i don't know she's mine now <laughs> she's been that's like the world that is the world's luckiest dog right there she literally gets treated like a child but i think it was meant to be yeah, well, Michael was just at the right place at the right time. Yeah. So my dog, I had a dog who, she was a huge, huge dog. And I think we've talked about this before. She would jump the fence in my backyard. Mm -hmm. So she disappeared and she got hit by a car and they found her. She was chipped. So they called me and she didn't, she broke her hip. So we put her to sleep. Um, and then literally like not even it was like three days later my dog charlie i opened my front door and he was sitting on my front door like my Aww, porch he was sent to you it was, it was easter sunday i remember that and i just picked him up and i was like I, this is my dog i know <laughs> so he was like covered in like oil like motor oil like he rolled around or something or yeah or he was like i don't know so i gave him a bath and I did try to find his owners. I like put uh, flyers up and I even mm -hmm. gave flyers to like the Humane Society. He wasn't chipped. He didn't have a collar on. And no one ever hmm. said anything. 
And that was like nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. But. He's so cute. I like to go, Charlie. 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 My mom calls him Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> Charles. Charlie. He's Chuck. So cute. He's well, Jack. Cute. So we had Max for like one or two years before we moved because we had always lived in Southern California. Um, and so we moved up to way up Northern yeah. California, Humboldt Bar. County. We, li- we moved to Eureka because we both went to Humboldt State University and we were like, well, Max needs a friend because we're at school or work all the time. Mm-hmm. And Jack had been astray in San Francisco. Wow. He's like a pure, purebred Parsons or Jack Russell Terrier, like stereotypical wow. crazy yeah. fool, you know? And we had to do the whole nine yards where they had to like call our like references and come look at the house. And we had to bring Max <laughs> to meet him and all this stuff. Um, that's so funny. that was, yeah, we got him. That's that cute. way. That's but. funny how you both your dogs are like full bred, but they were both straight. Totally. Cause we had been putting in for other dogs, like yeah. other similar, like fluffy dogs, like Max and yeah. then I had had a Jack Russell growing up. And so when I saw him pop up, because we kept getting, other people kept getting the other dogs before us. Mm. And so we got him. He's kind of a dick, though. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I mean, he's just, uh, he's particular. He's very particular. Like, I'm yeah. not scared about him with my child. And, like, he plays with our nieces and cousins, mm-hmm. like, all the, like, well pre-pandemic but um he would play with the kids he's so good with kids but like he's a dick man (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah charlie's kind of like that where he he just has his moments yeah and then i do feel a little guilt because i do know that so i'm just a tremendous dog aficionado Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. a lot of facts about dogs i can have a dog podcast okay you should have a dog podcast i could have the bark cast okay (laughs) and (laughs) you should do that you should um so i very i know very specifically like i said at the one of the episodes i don't know when we were talking about it was it the last one i don't know how i want either a um borzoi or a Mm. Um, pregnancy brain. What's that dog called? Beagle. No, not oh. Beagle. The other Basset one. Hound. Basset Hound. Basset Hound. Basset Hound or Borzoi. And I am going to pay for those, whatever I purchase, because I very specifically want, one. want that kind of dog. Yeah. Now I will do research and I will look at breeders and all those things and visit mm-hmm. if I'm able. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to purchase a female puppy of Mm. my choice so cute because my whole entire life all of our cats all of our dogs they've all been like oops accidents of neighbors or right things like that that's how all my animals come i just come to me (laughs) (laughs) if we get a maine coon i don't know if you can adopt a maine coon I saw a Maine Coon once for adoption. And I think what happened was it was like an 
elderly person's animal and the person yeah. passed away. But it was beautiful. It was a beautiful cat. Well, that's Amazing. the other thing too. We've always ever gotten, if we have gotten a puppy or a kitten, it's been an oops accident, you know, like mm-hmm. from a friend. Mm-hmm. But generally, most of my life, I've always gotten dogs that are older. older. Like yeah. Jack was two. Max yeah. was just totally coincidental, you know. Yeah. But I just, I want, I want what I want. I want a female. I want a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would pay for a Maine Coon. Because oh, they're, so, they're so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to pay for a Maine Coon because I can't afford <laughs> it, but I would if I had the money. <laughs> so that's my little future self guilt rant. <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back to this episode in a couple years and be like, see, you did it. You, you did it. Dog. You got your puppy. But yeah. To honor Hecate. Bassett Hecate. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think she would want like a a Bassett. Like a Doberman. Or like a Doberman. But yeah, dogs are the best. Cats are cool too. Yeah. All but in this instance, <laughs> Hecky loves some dogs. Loves and if you're a snake person and you have snakes, that's cool too. But no, thank you. My son really wants a snake. I'd rather not. I told him he can get a snake when he's old enough that he will feed it himself because I will not feed it because I will cry every time. Excellent idea. <laughs> I would like get attached to the little mouse and yeah. No. I That's how Michael is. Michael really wants a frog, but like a like a big frog, like a toad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he hates worms. Like oh yeah. They gross him out so much. Like if he sees well, it, when I had that lizard I had to feed that lizard that I had crickets. And I, I hated doing that. He just can't handle worms. And I'm like, how are you supposed to feed your freaking toad? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, we will talk about that more on our animal podcast. (laughs) In the meantime, thanks for joining us here. Thank you so much. On this podcast. On this podcast. Yeah. Not the bark cast. The bark cast. I like that. We're going to do it. Coming for your game, Stephen Ray Morris. Stephen. (laughs) <laughs> this episode does not want to end <laughs> okay uh, that's but anyways, we've been trying to end this episode end this forever four times. Like 15 minutes of us trying to end this podcast uh, okay so we love you we appreciate you pet your dogs give your snake a snack and yeah. uh, wear a mask be nice wear a mask be, be nice. safe be safe and goodbye already Goodbye. We love you. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be. be.